You're listening to the Chancellor Pink Podcast on Chancellor Pink Radio. One of the most important things you can do in life is understand who you belong with. We all understand that we got to work a certain job or live in a certain location. You know, it's not... It's not too much to consider like, well, am I happy in this house, right? Or am I happy um, in this car, driving this car? Do I like this food I just took a bite of? Do I want any more of it? We don't have any problems as human beings deciding what we want to eat or where we want to live, whether or not we're comfortable in certain clothing, But it's really most important of all to determine who you belong around, who you belong with. And, you know, they always said you can't choose your family. You can only choose your friends. But... The reality is oftentimes in life we decide, we can, we can decide, and we do, that we don't belong with our family, some of our family, maybe all of it. And it's very important to figure that out. You know, we, we, we can go on and on and on in self-help ways about what we should be doing, areas of functioning and uh, making money, but... Uh, the most important thing is where should we be? Who should we be with? And, um, you know, that changes. Some days it feels okay to be with certain people. Other days maybe not as much, but that doesn't mean you make a determination one way or the other that you don't belong with that person or with those people. That comes in time. But I think you know when it's time to say goodbye to someone or some group of people, right? And that's the important thing, is to never lose touch with who you are and where you belong and where you're comfortable, who accepts you, who understands you, who listens to you, who likes you. See, oftentimes with family, we accept the, uh, the person or people as our family, but we run into similar conflicts or problems. They, they're recurring issues. And in the end, we need to eventually sometimes evaluate why is this happening? And the answer and the reason is because maybe, maybe you don't like that person or they don't like you. And it is hard to accept that when it comes to family or wives or girlfriends or husbands or boyfriends or brothers or sisters or friends, best friends. That maybe the reason, no matter how hard you try, you keep running into similar conflicts and issues is because 
it's not just incompatibility. It's one of the two of you does not like the other. <clears throat> you know, and um, if you remember from what was it, Sesame Street or was it Electric Company? One of these things does not like the others. One of these things doesn't belong. And that's the way it is with two people often. That you might have gotten along at first and liked each other at first. Or maybe in a family, you might have tolerated each other at first or at least found compatibility. But eventually, at some point, it, it can reach a point, not always, but it can reach a point where one of you um, has decided against the other. And you'll notice this over time in dealing with that person. You keep running into those same difficulties with that person. And you have to look in the mirror. You have to look into your own soul and in your own self. Is this because of me or them? Really, because if it's because of you, there's something you can do about it, you know? If you just don't like that person, you can try harder to like them and be nicer to them. You can. Um, it, it depends on whether or not you, you feel the need to, but sometimes you need to. And I don't mean for your own personal self-interest. I just mean sometimes if it's a family member or you're married to them or it's your girlfriend or boyfriend, <clears throat> you really should try, you know, don't just throw the relationship away. If you can look, if you think about why you're running into these repeat issues and conflicts with this person, if you give it thought and you look in the mirror and look at yourself and you think about it and you're honest with yourself and the reason comes out that you don't really like that person anymore, that they bother you, that they do X, Y, or Z or say these things or... Whatever it is, you do an inventory, you, you analyze the relationship, and you are honest with yourself and you admit that the problem is you. Now, you could say, well, the problem's them. They're doing these things, and I don't like them, but that's not true. If, if you're honest, you can step back and say, the problem is me. I don't like them anymore. I, they're just being them. They've always been this way, and I'm giving them a hard time. It's, it's grating on me. It's bothering me. Who they are is bothering me. And the problems that we keep running into, the arguments, the clashes, I'm starting them because I don't like who they are. So if that's the case, and when you really analyze the situation, it's really your, I won't say it's your fault, because if you don't like someone, you don't like them. You know, it's not a fault. It's nobody's fault. But here's the thing. If it's you that is the reason the relationship keeps hitting these walls, then you have to really make a decision. Is there something you can do about trying harder to be nicer to that person, to understand that person again, to like them more again? Is there something you can do to be more understanding? Or... Can you talk to them about what it is that's bothering you? Is there a chance they could change? Is there any hope? And I know with family, this is really hard because usually there is no hope. Conflicts with family that are there, if you've decided you just don't like a family member, it's, 
and it's because of the way they just are, well, they're not going to change probably for you because you're a family member. They would change maybe for a friend or a boyfriend or girlfriend or you know, spouse or whatever, but you are their brother or their son or their whatever, you know, and they're just not going to change for you, you know, because they've known you all their lives and they don't, they shouldn't have to do anything different for you. You're that person in their life as family, you know, so they'll be damned if they'll even change for you. So going to them and requesting or talking to them about what it is that you don't like about them, you know, what it is that keeps causing this problem for you. You know, it's probably not going to work out in a family. But if you look into yourself and you look at the situation and you decide it's you that doesn't like them, then you've got you've to do that. You've got to decide, should I change me and be more understanding? Can I go to them and talk to them about maybe they, they change what they're doing that's bothering me? Is that possible or not? Saw a scene from the movie The Odd Couple today. Hadn't seen it. In a number of years, I used to own a Super 8 movie of the scene, actually. It was in black and white. It had no sound. And it had the words underneath, like a silent film. I used to buy those when I was little, little short films. And I'd play them on my Super 8 camera. And it was so exciting to see it because you get a big movie screen and you, you know, spread it open and you put the camera quite a ways back and you shut all the blinds and you turn on the film. And it's a big picture you know and it's exciting to have a big movie screen in your living room it's uh changes the whole environment of the room and it's just very exciting and especially as a young person and that nobody i i'm sad inside that i know my sons and nobody alive ever again will experience that that excitement because everything's digital now now you hold a little phone in front of your face or sit in a room streaming it. It's just not the same as projecting with a movie projector, moving film, and you hear the the wheels turning and the film going and you know shooting that in your in your living space across the room, the light flickering. It's so exciting. But I bought a bunch of different movies and I watched them over and over again. Wow. I was in love. I was in love that I could show movies in my house. But... One of them was of The Odd Couple, a movie from late 60s, 67 maybe. I think it was 1967 when I was one year old. <laughs> Neil Simon comedy, Walter Matthau, Jack Lemon. But the scene I saw online today on Twitter, and I had it in my Super 8 movie years ago, was, you know, it's if you don't know anything about the story, Jack Lemon is divorced. He's having a breakup from his wife, Mar- uh, Walter Matthau is a good friend of his who lives in an apartment, and he already broke up with his wife, uh, but he has the apartment. And Jack Lemon comes home and wants to stay there um, to, uh, you know, while he's going through his breakup. So Walter Matthau lets him live with him, uh, trying to take him in, you know, all crying and broken up. Well, Jack Lemon's character is very uh, anal retentive OCD, very neat cooks everything, cleans, real, you know, real uptight. Walter Matthau is a slob. His character is exactly the opposite, doesn't care about anything, and he likes things his way, and he likes being slobby. And the scene was when it finally hits. The shit hits the fan, so to speak. And he can't stand him vacuuming everywhere, so Walter Matthau's walking around up and down on the chairs, putting his dirty shoes on the chairs. He wipes his, his shoe off on the curtain, 
You know, he's marching around making a statement without any words to Jack Lemon that he just doesn't give a shit about the cleaning all the time. He's going to be a pig if he wants to in his own fucking apartment. And then he sits down and, and he, oh, he unplugs the vacuum. And uh, Lemon goes in the other room with the vacuum and he's pulling in the vacuum cord and Watermath House stands on it. And when he's pulling it hard, he lifts up his leg and the cord smacks back and hits Jack Lemon. And later, when he serves spaghetti for dinner, Jack Lemon throws the plate of spaghetti against the wall and on that, on and on. But the point is, the problem is that Matthews just hit the roof about all the neat freak shit. And he says, you're leaving notes on my pillow we ran out of cornflakes, F.U. It took me a half hour to figure out that F.U. meant Felix Unger, which is his name. <laughs> I couldn't even figure out what F.U. meant. You know? <laughs> I'm going to read these notes. I don't like notes on my pillow. So he's going uh, just crazy because this guy's so OCD living in his apartment. And, uh, and they're having it out. In that case, the problem is with Walter Matthau, not Jack Lemon. Jack Lemon's just being Jack Lemon. He's doing Jack Lemon things. He was very happy. He didn't understand it. He was confused. He was baffled that his friend was so mad at him. And um, and 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 Walter Matthau's character really was trying not to mention it, and then he just sort of hit the roof. But. Um, in that moment, he tells him, I want things to be a mess and I want it to be like this. They just disagree on that, you know. Um, but it, it can remind, it, it, that scene reminded me, and it should remind you and everyone about how we have incompatibilities maybe with people that we live with or love or, you know, family members, friends. But that doesn't mean, there must have been something about them that we, that we liked. And, and, but here's the key again. Who is the one who is upset with the other? I'm telling you, 10 times out of 10, one person is clueless and they're just being themselves. And the other person, you know, just doesn't like something or lots of things about the other person anymore. And, you know, they're, they're building up frustration. And the, and the reason there are conflicts is that that person that's upset about the way the other person is, is just fighting with them on purpose because they're unhappy, you know, with that other person. They're unhappy about the way they're behaving. You know, like you always do this thing and it bothers me, but I'm not going to talk to you about it because every time I bring it up, you blow me off or deny it and here you are doing it again. So there's no point in bringing it up anymore that you're doing X again because you'll just say, what do you mean? No, we already talked about that. I don't think I, you shouldn't be upset at me when I do X. It's okay that I do X and on and on. So you just don't even bring it up anymore. They do X, you get upset, there's an argument. They know why you're upset. But the bottom line is you are the one that's unhappy. They're just doing X. It's just them. They're not going to stop for you. Is that their fault? Well, that's where I'm saying you have to decide where you want to be in life. If you look in the mirror and say, look, this is on me. I'm upset with them. I don't like them anymore. They're doing X, Y, and Z. It's upsetting me. We're keep, we keep running into the same conflicts, but it's on me. They're just being, and I don't like it. Well, then you can either try to change and deal with it and accept it, or you can ask them to change and see how they react, or the third choice is to you know break it off. 
Don't be around them anymore. In the case of the odd couple, Felix Unger, F.U., needs to move out. Get a hotel. Get his own place. His friend was letting him stay there for a while, but in the end, his friend doesn't like him anymore there. And he can't change who he is, so he just has to move out. And then maybe the friendship can survive. But only if they change location and space and manner of communication. And so that is what I'm getting at. Sometimes you feel that way about your significant other or your own brother or your own father. And you have to decide who is the one who's upset with who. And here's the real kicker. If it's the other party, if it's the other person who doesn't like you anymore, if you love them or like them and you're doing everything and you enjoy their company and you have nothing against them and there are no habits that they're engaging in that are getting on your last nerve and everything's fine from your perspective, really, but you keep having these conflicts and it becomes obvious to you that they don't like you, that they don't like you. And it's not just one particular habit you have or another. It's you. They just don't like you. And you can tell because you might be doing one thing and it's a conflict. And you have to brush that aside and move on. And next thing you know, you're doing some totally different thing. And there's another conflict. And you have to sort of dodge and weave away from that. And, and eventually you say, there's nothing I can do. There will be a conflict because this person doesn't like me. And that person, if they're not you, see, I'm talking about being self-aware. And anytime there are repeated conflicts, you have to look within yourself and say, who is this? Is it me? Is it, am I, do I not like this other person? Am I causing the conflicts? Do, am I the one stirring up the pot? And if the answer is no, if you know completely the answer is no, then you have to face the reality that they don't like you. They're stirring up the pot. They find you and the things you do and say when you're doing them completely innocently with absolutely no intent of malice at all, when they're reading them with malice and deliberately interpreting them that way in order to cause conflict, that's called not liking you. That's called you don't belong with that person. That's called this is incompatible. And realizing that is hard and it hurts because oftentimes you, you know, have to step back and it's just painful when you realize this person that you obviously still liked doesn't like you. And you realize that if you're just being you and giving your heart, like Felix Unger was, you know, you got on their last nerve or something about you is just not their type. Um, and you can either continue with the misery of knowing that person, the misery that they're putting you through because they don't like you, 
or somehow try to get them to admit that they don't like you. See, the problem is a lot of times when people don't like you, they know that it's them. They know that the problem in the relationship is them. Inside themselves, they're very aware of the fact that they are causing the issues with you. But they don't want to admit it because then they're saying goodbye to you. They would be much happier if you would say goodbye to them. What they want to do is have you say goodbye to them and cut them off. They want that very much. They don't want to hear from you anymore. They, want, they don't want to see you anymore. They don't want to be involved with you anymore. And they want to push you. They want very badly to push you to saying goodbye to them so that they can be free of you without feeling guilty that it was them who said goodbye, you see? So what they do is they constantly hate on you and have issues with you, disregard boundaries and cause problems, deny the whole time that it has anything to do with anything other than you and your being you, which is, of course, very hurtful. And they finally push you to say goodbye and break it off and end it. And then it's your fault and then you're racked with guilt and you worry about it. But you shouldn't be. And that's the point. I wanted to make a podcast to say sometimes you just don't belong with people. And it doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter if it's one of your own parents or your wife or husband. It doesn't matter how close you are with them. Sometimes you just don't belong with them. And you don't belong with them because they don't like you. And there's nothing you can do to make them like you. Because they don't want to like you. And they'll never admit that they don't like you. They'll just constantly let you know by their behavior and reactions that they don't like you. So you can either accept the reality that they don't like you, that they're in denial of, and say goodbye to them. Or keep playing their mentally retarded game. Their defective and frankly malicious game of pretending that everything's okay and trying to make it work and somehow blaming yourself over and over again and taking within yourself this deep-seated pain they cause, hurtful, damaging, unpleasant pain that they cause by constantly, constantly rejecting you for your thoughts, your feelings, your behaviors, for you, your very being. Being around them is a hurtful, painful experience because they are constantly rejecting you because they don't like you. And they don't want to admit it or say it, but in the end, you know it and they surely know it. They're just leaving it on the table for you to pull the trigger on. You have to make the call. And what I'm saying is sometimes in life, if you like I said, if you're having issues, you look in the mirror, you look within yourself and you know it's not you and you know you like this person and you know it's not something you can change within yourself and you've decided they don't like you and it's obvious they don't like you and they, you can't go to them and say, what don't you like about me? You clearly don't like me. What, 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 can, I, what can I do to change? How can I help? There's no, there's no answer for that. You're never, if someone's not willing to admit they don't like you or ask you to change, they don't care about you enough to ask you to change. Do you understand? If they're not coming to you and saying, look, this thing you keep doing or saying 
It bothers me. Do you think you can try to change it? If they're not doing that, then they're not trying to salvage the relationship. They want you to fuck off. So if you have to figure this all out on your own, that this hurt you, keep feeling this hurt they keep giving you, is because they don't like you. You can't go to them and say, why don't you like me? That's ridiculous. It'll never work. Because they're not even man enough or woman enough to admit they don't like you, to talk to you about what it is they don't like about you and to ask you to change. They're not man or woman enough to look within themselves and say, I need to change because I keep lashing out at this person that I don't like. And I need to stop doing that and like them more. I need to resist this urge I have. I need to stop disliking them so much. What's wrong with me? So if they don't have the strength to do that, if they don't have the strength to change their own behavior with you, and if they don't have the strength to ask you to change your behavior, if they're just going to keep going on being nasty to you because they don't like you and do nothing about it and not address it, and if you bring it up, deny it, and make and gaslight you and make it make you feel like, what are you talking about? It's all just you and throw it all back on you, then there really is no option but to pull the plug on the relationship or at least put some distance between the two of you for an extended period of time. And you should feel fine about that. You need to know that it's okay to be disliked by someone that you love, by someone that you're close to. It's okay to accept the reality that someone that you love doesn't like you anymore. And maybe they never will again. Perfect uh, movie about this is The Banshees of Inisherin. I'm just realizing it now. You know, where, where the Colin Farrell character is just not liked anymore by his friend. He just woke up one day and realized he just didn't like him. He was wasting his life and his time with him. And he didn't really like him. And he had nothing against him. It wasn't personal. He just didn't like him anymore. And it's really hurtful. And he has to get that message across to the other person. But at least in that movie, he's trying to get the message across. Uh, across. Across. Why am I saying across? I hate that. Across with an S-T. He's trying to get that message across. At least he was self-aware enough to recognize Brendan Fraser's character. It's not a Brendan Fraser. A Bre Brendan, Brendan Fraser's the actor from The Whale. Who is the other actor? For God's sake, Banshees. I have to look this up because I, I don't know. I'm forgetting his name. Brendan Gleeson. Why did I forget your name, Brendan Gleeson? Brendan Gleeson at least was mature enough, man enough to look within himself and to realize I don't like him anymore. It's in me. It's not his fault. He's the same. It's me. You know, and, and something has, and I can't, and I, I either can start fighting with him all the time or, or put myself through the mis misery of being in his company. And I don't want to do either. I don't want to fight with him all the time or tell him to bug off or have, you know, conflicts or, have, or, or suffer with someone I don't want to be with. I want to do other things. So I'll just tell him, you know, I don't like you anymore. <laughs> And it's hurtful, but at least if you could just accept that reality, right? So what I'm talking about is nobody does Brendan Gleeson's thing. They don't tell you that. They don't even admit it to themselves, really, you know. 
but you can know it, okay, by how they're treating you. The friendship or the relationship goes into the toilet, and it becomes very obvious they don't like you anymore. But unlike Brendan Gleeson, they don't tell you, and they're certainly not going to cut off their fingers to tell you. They're just not going to tell you. So you're left with the suffering. They're going to start dodging you, not showing up at the pint, for the pint of beer at the bar or whatever, and not movie. <laughs> they're not going to be around the way they used to be, and you're going to say, what's going on here, you know? And they're not going to tell you, and they'll never admit it. But their behavior and their attitude and the conflicts will tell you the story, and you need to just realize that it's not me. I'm just being myself, and I like them as much as I ever did. They just don't like me anymore. And maybe they never did. If it's a father or mother, maybe they never did. That hurts. Maybe from the time you were a little child. Your parents just never really liked you. And maybe the constant conflicts as you grow older and became a man or a woman and you're in your 50s and 60s and whatever else and the conflicts continue, maybe you have to realize that it was just they will never go away, ever. Because your parent doesn't like you. And they never did. And so what do you do with that? Well, you know, you can just plow on and keep on trying. And suffer and suffer and suffer and suffer. You can stay with the marriage and suffer and suffer for the sake of the kids and suffer and suffer. Or when it's finally okay to say goodbye, you can say goodbye. And you can pull the plug and you can move on and you can disappear and you can make a change. And survive. And be better for it. Because I'm here to tell you, and you don't need me to tell you this, because I know this is universal. And what I'm talking about, we've all experienced on one side or the other, but no, on both sides. And so you know what I'm here to tell you, and that is, say it with me, you're better off without the people who don't like you in your life. Say it again. I am better off. Without the people who don't like me in my life. But it's my father. I don't care. You are better off without him in your life if he doesn't like you. But it's my wife. I don't care. You are better off without her in your life if she no longer likes you. It doesn't matter who. If they don't like you anymore and you've done all you can do to address it and they won't even admit that they don't like you anymore, but everything inside your soul shows you that again and again, it is time to move on. It's time to move on. It takes courage. It takes strength. It's sad. It's hard. It's hurtful. But you can do this. You can do this. You can move on. And expose yourself only to those who like you. Because I'm here to tell you, I love you. So I know that there are people out there who like you. You're lovable, so you're definitely likable. There are a, a, just a multitude of people out there 
really, that will eat you up. Trust me on this. There are a lot of things about you that are very likable. And you'll find those people who appreciate them if you give it a little bit of an effort. And you don't need to constantly beat yourself up with the people who tell you what's wrong with you. You don't need to live in an environment where you're constantly reminded of all the ways that you are lacking. It's not growth or helpful to constantly be told your failings. It's okay to move away from the people who want to call you a failure and move into the light and to the environment with the people who understand you as you are. It may not be the perfect person. You may not be the person everybody wants to hold up on a pedestal and show off to their friends and family as the greatest person they've ever met. You might have some flaws or weaknesses. You might be overweight or short or sick or trans or gay or unemployed or retired or poor or rich or whatever you are. Maybe it isn't something that everyone will want to show off to the world, but it's likable. It's likable enough. And if you make enough of an effort, try a little bit harder than you're trying now to be around people that see you for who you are and like it and get away from the people who don't like who you are. I think you're going to be fine. I think you'll be all right. I think you can be disciplined and change who you are for the better while at the same time staying true to who you are and finding people who like you for who you are. I don't think it's healthy to be with people who tell you you're bad. But I also think maybe you can learn from them and try to be better while moving on from them, while getting them out of your life. Because at the end of the day, You know what's going to help you be a better person? Laughter, joy, camaraderie, friendship. If we want to be good, if we want to be happy, we need to find one another and like one another and support one another and love one another. That's what's going to help us be better. Criticism, sure, there's room for that. Constructive criticism and some self-discipline and self-control and sometimes people who love us and care about us, we need to hear from them about how we need to do better in those regards. Sure. But at the end of the day, if that's all you hear, they don't like you. Find the people who see the good in you too and who tell you the good things about you and who remind you daily how good you are and who make you realize that you are not only lovable, but you're likable and who help you day in and day out continue on with this thing called life in a way that makes more of your time each day pleasant than unpleasant. Do that for me, will you? Put yourself around people who like you. Get yourself away from the people who don't like you. Please. And again, as for me, I love you. Yabba da boop